0: Welcome to the 24 Minute Bible Podcast, where each week our goal is to simply get a better understanding of God's Word, the Bible. We hope you will get reading this amazing book and join us on this exciting journey. And now, here's your host, Pastor Mark Miner. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the 24 Minute Bible Podcast. Unless, of course, this is your first time listening. And then welcome, and I trust, I hope you will enjoy and learn from this 24 or so minute journey into scriptural truth as uh, I seek each week to just make the Bible understandable, to piece it together. I've, I've shared in numerous podcasts before that uh, for many years, even as a pastor, I knew the stories of the Bible. I knew a lot of things about the Bible, facts, but I never understood how the Bible fit together, how there is a thread that runs so true throughout the entire Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. So I began this podcast series for for that very purpose, for myself, as well as for you, and hopefully uh, you're enjoying the ride and learning uh, as we go along. I started back in, uh, well, this is episode 110. But actually began a series starting in January of 2022, uh, where we began in the book of Genesis and took each book and did a separate podcast on them. Today, we're looking at the book of Titus. We're almost through with Paul's writings, only seven more episodes to go. We're going to finish uh, the Bible in a year, which was the intention. And I I trust maybe you'll go back and listen to the earlier episodes in whatever format or whatever uh, platform you're using to access podcasts. But anyway, just thank you for being a part, and I hope this helps you a little bit today as we uh, seek to understand the book of Titus. I, I love cultures. I've traveled a little bit and enjoy some of the the different ethnic sort of uh, flavors. I have a young lady in our church who grew up, was born in Puerto Rico, and we were talking recently, and uh, she said, you Americans, you're so hung up with time. I said, well, uh, you know, yes, that's kind of important. She said, look, because, you know, we start church at 10.30, or we have a class at 7 or whatever time. She said, you know, in Puerto Rico, where I grew up, uh, we start when everybody gets there. And if you've ever been to Latin America, that that is very true. Clocks, time schedules don't always have a whole lot of sway on the lifestyle there. But uh, I do enjoy that. And just as a little bit of a background here as we study and look at the book of Titus, um, just to talk for a moment about different character traits that some cultures have or admire. You're probably familiar with the Chinese and their foot bundling practice where they take young ladies when they're children and bind up their feet they grow disformed uh, but for some reason they value small feet and that was a practice hopefully no longer uh, in existence but it was for certainly for centuries in china there are other cultures that value different things uh, some cultures value work ethic the german culture certainly does that other cultures value hunting skills or the ability to hold their liquor that might be the scotch and the irish perhaps Uh, Or or the ability to endure pain, like uh, the American Indians, many of the tribes, that was your passage to manhood, to be able to endure certain uh, physical pain practices. Well, there was a a book that I read many years ago, I believe it's actually a movie now, uh, from a missionary by the name of Don Richardson. Perhaps you're familiar with him, maybe not, but I would encourage you to pick up his book sometime. Uh, Don Richardson was the first European to venture into the very tropical, dense jungles of New Guinea. His purpose was to find a tribe, the Sawi tribe, S-A-W-I tribe, to make contact with them and, and to share them, with them the gospel. He did make it to them. He did survive the encounter. They, uh, they weren't, didn't kill him immediately or, or come against him. Uh, and eventually he found a way to sort of integrate, in a sense, into the tribe. Uh, And as he began to understand the tribe, what he found truly surprised him. Now the Sawi tribe were both cannibals and headhunters, truly, Uh, they they practiced that. Uh, They admired as a culture, they admired and exalted those in their culture, in their society, who could weave a deception in order to lure a victim to uh, their web of safety, in other words, to get them to let down their safeguards at which point they would kill the victim and have him literally (laughs) over for dinner. Uh, And that was the practices and the culture of the Sawy tribe. Well, it took uh, missionary Richardson many months, but he finally was able to communicate, to share the gospel story with them. And when they heard it, they were intrigued and excited. But there was a problem. And the problem was this. They thought the hero was Judas Iscariot, not Jesus Christ, because Judas was able to deceive and ultimately betray Jesus. And they thought that was of great value in their culture, caused a problem for the missionary. But once Don Richardson understood where the cultural values were, he found a way to powerfully communicate the gospel. Uh, and the story is really written in a book and a movie called Peace Child. Maybe you've read it, maybe you haven't. I encourage you to look through his journeys. I won't go into all of that right now. But you may say, well, what has that got to do with the study of the book of Titus? Well, let me give you a key phrase concerning the book of Titus, and then we'll tell you why it's pertinent, this, uh, this background. <clears throat> a key phrase for the book of Titus, I would give you this one word, cretins they're people that live on the island of Crete, which is where this book is focused. This pastoral epistle is focused on Titus and his work among the people on the island of Crete. But the word is Cretans. Now, you might say again, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, <clears throat> the, on the island of Crete, Uh, they also valued something that we might consider odd, and their character trait that they valued very highly was the ability to lie. The ones who could lie the best went to Washington, no, the ones who could lie the best uh, were esteemed within their society. So this island uh, people about 50 miles south of Crete was there in the Mediterranean Sea, excuse me, about 50 miles south of Greece, the island of Crete is. They're in the Mediterranean Sea. They were world-renowned for their ability to lie. Uh, in fact, if you look up the definition, I just encourage you to do this sometime on a computer in a book. Uh, either way, uh, the definition of Cretan, C-R-E-T-A-N, and that stands for somebody who lives on the island of Crete. This is what you will find, this is what I found in Webster or one of the dictionaries of Adel. Here's the definition of a cretin, one who lies, a stupid, vulgar, or insensitive person, a clod, a lout, a liar. Wow, (laughs) what a definition of a people. And yet that is what the term cretin means, and it comes from these people living on the island of Crete. Uh, And it was into this culture that the Apostle Paul inserts one of his young uh, students, a man by the name of Titus, and he encourages him to establish churches there on this island and to pastor them. Not a job that probably any of us would want, particularly given the culture. But now Titus was Paul's trusted messenger. And and so as he is working there on the island of Crete, Paul is writing this pastoral epistle to him. I mentioned last week, I believe if you were with me on First uh, and Second Timothy, that I most of Paul's letters, the letter of Romans was written to the church at Rome. It was to a city or Ephesus, the book of Ephesians or Thessalonica, which is the book of 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. So those were all written to cities, but the last three, first and 2nd Timothy and Titus, are written to individuals who are pastors. That's why they're called the pastoral epistles or letters. And Paul is writing to, to Titus, to encourage him on this very difficult job. The church was growing on the island of Crete, but the influence of uh, the pagan Cretan culture was having an impact negatively on the believers of the church. Uh, the, The people on the island of Crete worshiped Greek gods, mainly Zeus, Uh, And uh, the culture there idolized uh, pagan practices and rituals that were all anti or or, uh, opposed to uh, God's word. And so Paul is writing to Titus to give him instruction. One of the things that the uh, individuals, the citizens of the island of Crete believed was that Zeus was a man at one time who had become God. And so Titus's job is to explain about a God who became man. And so we dive into the book of Titus. There are some key concepts that you might understand from the book of Titus. Uh, one of them is just simply, well, who was Titus? Who was this man? And quite honestly, we don't know a great deal about Titus. Uh, he's mentioned numerous times in the New Testament, the Book of Acts, and also certainly in the Book of Titus and other places, other letters or epistles from Paul. Uh, it is possible, probable, in fact, that Titus grew up on the island of Crete. Uh, Crete's uh, an island about 150 miles long and uh, varies, but approximately, <clears throat> excuse me, 24 miles, 25 miles wide. So it gives you an idea of the size of it. So. Uh, Titus may have grown up there. Even if Titus didn't grow up there, Titus was a Greek. He was not a Jew. And therefore, uh, if he grew up in Greece, he was very familiar with uh, Crete and all its legends and all of its idol worship and the things that were going on there. Now, what we do know about Titus is that somewhere along the way, Titus heard the Apostle Paul preach. He believed the message. And the scripture tells us that he became a trusted companion of the Apostle Paul, traveling with him on various missionary journeys. Titus accompanied Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem, for example. Titus also served the church at Corinth and even hand-delivered to the church at Corinth a letter that Paul had written. That letter was the second letter to the church at Corinth. You would know it as the book of 2 Corinthians. So Titus was very intimately involved with not only the putting together of of the Bible, but with the evangelism and the work that was going on in this first century uh, of the church growing and becoming what it uh, was, a mighty army for God. Again, we're not certain on the chronology, uh, but it does seem uh, the inference is that at some point in time, Paul visited the island of Crete and he probably had Titus at his side because uh, the letter seemed to intimate that he was going to leave Titus there uh, to finish the work and establish churches. So that was Titus's main job, and certainly that's the focus of the book of Titus. We'll get into some of the things that Titus taught and the doctrines here in just a moment, but let's just follow up a little more on, on who this man Titus was. Uh, We do know one other thing about Titus that uh, occurred uh, toward the end of Paul's life. Uh, He was at Paul's side in Rome, probably shortly before Paul's execution. Paul would be beheaded, tradition says, uh, in Rome. And it seems that Titus was there. And and Paul is encouraging Titus to evangelize a place called Dalmatia, D-A-L-M-A-T-I-A. We find that in 2 Timothy 4.10. And Dalmatia is an area that is north of Greece, what today we would call Yugoslavia, or perhaps more correctly now, Serbia. So we don't have a record of Titus specifically going up there, at least not in a scriptural record, but uh, historical records seem to indicate that that was the case. The book of Titus, though, is truly written to this man to teach him how to be a pastor, and particularly in a very difficult society society there on the island of Crete. One other important characteristic to make mention of with Titus, he was uncircumcised. Now that may not mean a lot, a great deal to us in Western society, but uh, the Jews, of course, were given the covenant of circumcision from Abraham, Moses, and then, of course, in the law. Uh, The rest of the world did not, by and large, practice that but it was a very, very powerful and profound practice among the Jews. Uh, Timothy, in fact, a Greek himself, was circumcised, as Paul encouraged him to be, but not Titus. And that makes Titus a very interesting individual simply because uh, Titus went to the church at Jerusalem. And uh, he was accepted by the early church fathers there, who were all very Jewish, as well as, of course, being followers of Jesus. Uh, Titus, perhaps in a sense, really recognizes as much as anybody uh, what a new covenant believer looks like. Uh, As an uncircumcised believer, he was uh, accepted uh, by those that were a part or had been a part of Judaism, Uh, but he was also recognized as, as a Greek as someone who now was no longer bound by rituals and practices and holy days, but only by a very simple faith in Jesus. And that was Titus. And Titus was the one who was receiving this word, this letter, from the Apostle Paul. Now, what did Paul instruct Titus to do? Remember, he's uh, Titus is there on this island where... Lying and deceiving is lifted up as a desirable practice where Zeus was uh, Worshipped and many even suggested of the, of the Cretans who lived on the island that Zeus came There was one of them. He was a man who became God remember and Titus's job is to explain about a God who left heaven's throne and became man so Immediately in these three chapters, the Apostle Paul begins to uh, lay a foundation for Titus. So let's go back to that deep cultural issue there that I've been stressing through this whole podcast, and that's the idea of lying. Uh, Paul wastes no time in cutting to the heart of this society, and we find this in Titus 1, 2, where he states this faith, talking about Christianity, resting on The hope of eternal life, which God, and then he inserts this, who does not lie, promised us. So right from the very beginning, uh, Paul is expressing to the church at Crete, to uh, Titus, who's going to be the pastor of the churches there, that we have a God who does not lie, not one who glories in lying. He continues that theme uh, a little bit later, uh, whereas he uh, <clears throat> states in, verse, in Titus 1, 12 and 13, uh, he quotes a, uh, a prophet, a, a uh, individual who was Cretan, a, a poet, and these are the words that Paul says quoting from this poet Epimendes, and here's the words that Paul writes coming from Epimendes. Cretans are always liars. They're evil brutes and lazy gluttons. Now, those are the words that the Apostle Paul used to speak to this culture coming from one of their poets. Now, we might take that as an insult, but, you know, the people of Crete may have taken it as a compliment seeing how they valued some of those things. Uh, He even adds, the Apostle Paul does, that uh, this testimony is true, that's Titus 1.13. So he's sort of putting his stamp of approval or agreement that uh, the people of Crete were Cretans in the truest form. Let me step back for just a moment uh, and just uh, mention that the Apostle Paul uh, was truly a, uh, a worldly man in a positive sense. He was raised as a Pharisee, we understand that, but he was also very aware of culture. If you remember in the book of Acts, as Paul is talking to the church or to, not to the church, but to the people there in Athens, he quotes two different poets. We know that he read extensively, not only the Old Testament scripture, but he had scrolls that one time he had left in Troas and wanted some people to bring them to him. Uh, So he was well read. He was well rounded. He was that perfect vessel, as God said, because he had a Roman citizenship. He was Jewish to the max, and he was very aware of what was going on in the world today. He was very well read, very smart. So Paul quotes from uh, this poet, this Cretan poet, which certainly would have opened up the eyes of the church there when they read that here's somebody who knows our language, who knows our poetry, who uh, understands us perhaps a little bit. We don't know what all that means, but I just find it interesting as you go through Scripture, uh, you will see, particularly the Apostle Paul, sprinkling in some ways to connect with people. I think it's important for us today, too, to understand that uh, we have to find a touchstone a way to connect if we're truly going to share the good news and explain not this man who became God, Zeus, but the God who left his throne of glory and became man, Jesus the Christ. Paul addresses many of the behaviors, Uh, the bulk of uh, the three chapters deal with uh, sound doctrine and behaviors that Titus should teach uh, to the Cretan churches and to their society. And so you can read through those three chapters. I would simply say this, that those same sound doctrines, and this really is the reason that the book of Titus is in the Bible. It's not just for the church at Crete. It's for us, we that are Cretans here today that are glorifying in wrong things and lifting up and admiring qualities and characteristics that are not of God and certainly have no value for us as, as uh, humans, as a, as a society. Uh, so Titus is addressing those issues for us as well, as the Apostle Paul writes to him in this book. Uh, we need to look, we need to examine, we need to see what Paul is saying and uh, truly to follow in that pathway. So that's the book of Titus, uh, three chapters, amazing story written to Titus who's serving on this island uh, called Crete among the Cretans of that society. Next week, uh, we look at a different book. We need the book of Titus for us today, but we also truly need the next book that we're going to look at in episode 111 next week, which is the book of Philemon. We'll be talking about slavery. And we'll be talking about what the Bible says about that, as Paul writes his very perhaps most personal letter to a friend of his about what he needs to do concerning a gentleman by the name of Onesimus, an escaped slave. So that's what we'll be looking at. What we will be looking at next week on the 24-minute Bible podcast. Thank you for stopping by today. Hope you've uh, grown a little bit from this uh, uh, study. I would encourage you to read the book of Titus and. Uh, Uh, Let God speak to you as he did to Titus and to the churches that uh, this letter was addressed to. Thank you so much for being a part. Hope you have a blessed day and look forward to seeing you again next week uh, on the 24-Minute Bible Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-Minute Bible Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and look forward to continuing this journey to understanding the Bible, please subscribe to our channel. And if you would be so kind, share it with your friends who might enjoy it. We would also love it if you would leave us a review. It really does help us. Join us next week for another episode as we work our way through the Bible book by book. Have a blessed week.